pardon dr s ramaratnam ji has to present his paper in the last session so he is going to present his paper in this session so i request him to please come i apologize sir i could not announce this in the last session but please i request you to yes please come I'm uh, very happy to introduce uh, Dr. Ramaratnam. He's a professor. Uh, he was a former HOD of uh, Vivekananda College in Chennai. Later, he was also the principal of the same college. Now, presently, he is uh, vice chancellor in Kripalu University, Nodisa. And I have a special privilege of introducing him because uh, he was my uh, he is my teacher, and uh, I'm happy. Yes, over to you, sir. Shri Guru Bhyonamaha. Most revered Swamiji's of the order and distinguished scholars who are assembled here, it gives me great pleasure to stand before you and share a few thoughts on, the, on my chosen topic, that is Advaitic overtones in the Grihya rituals. Well, I have written a long introduction but due to time constraints, I am obliged to cut some of them for two reasons. One, Dr. Patori is not here. He announced in the beginning itself, cut down on your introduction. And the next point is the previous paper presenter. He himself has spoken, uh, given an introduction about the rituals, and therefore there is no need for me to repeat some of them. But still, I'm also cutting down on some of my concluding uh, part of the paper also. But I'll, I'll just tell you what I have written in my paper with respect to the introduction and the conclusion. Though we generally call it rituals, I have confined my, myself to the samskaras. So what is the definition of samskara? All these things I have spoken in my introduction. And why should we perform the samskaras? And why should one see some Advaitic elements in the samskaras? Or why should the rituals contain any Advaitic material at all? And then in the concluding portion, I have spoken about what is Sri Shankaracharya's opinion about the rituals. If there is time, then I will go on to that. So straight away now I will go on to the, the main part of my paper. We will t turn to some concrete examples from the Grihya rituals and their corresponding mantras which exhibit certain Advaitic principles directly or indirectly. During the Jatakarma ritual, as soon as the child is born, a ritual has to be performed, it is called Jatakarma. As soon as the child is born, it has to be placed on a stone slab. And the father recites the mantra. Ashma bhava parashur bhava hiranyam astrutam bhava 
ಆತ್ಮಾ ವೈ ಪುತ್ರನಾಮಾಶಿ ತ್ವಂ ಜೀವ ಶರದಾಂ ಶತಂ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಮಂತ್ರ ಮೇ ಯು ಬಿ ಎ ಸ್ಟೋನ್ ದ ಐಡಿಯಾ ಇಸ್ ಮೇ ಯು ಬಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಅ ಸ್ಟೋನ್ ಮೇ ಯು ಬಿ ಅನ್ ಆಕ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಲೆಟ್ ಯುವರ್ ಇಂಟಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಬಿ ಆಸ್ ಶಾರ್ಪ್ ಆಸ್ ದ ಟಿಪ್ ಆಫ್ ಅನ್ ಆಕ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಮೈ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಆಸ್ ಮೈ ಸನ್ ಆತ್ಮಾಬೈ ಪುತ್ರನಾಮಾಸಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ದ ಜನರಲ್ ಪ್ರೇಯರ್ ಮೇ ಯು ಲಿವ್ ಫಾರ್ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ now all rituals are symbolic beyond the symbols there is meaning deep meaning beyond the symbol there is a tradition beyond the symbol there is hope and aspiration beyond the symbol there is philosophy so symbols are not just symbols but we have to look for the the, the significance of the symbols and the rituals that is what is intended upon for example even in our flag hoisting ceremony on the independence day or the republic day it is a ritual it is a symbol flag is a symbol of our unity integrity and other things you cannot disrespect disrespect our uh, the national flag though it is a proper symbol likewise we should not disrespect our rituals they have lot of meaning in them in the wedding ritual also there is a stone slab ritual ಆತಿಷ್ಠೇಯ ಇಮಂ ಅಶ್ಮಾನಂ ಅಶ್ಮೇವ ಸ್ವಂ ಸ್ಥಿರಾಭವ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ರೊನೌನ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಉಪನಯನ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಸೋನ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಟೋನ್ ಸ್ಲಾಬ್ ರಿಚುವಲ್ ವಿತ್ ಸೇಮ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ಆಲ್ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಸೇಮ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ಇಸ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ರಿಪೀಟೆಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೋನ್ ಈಸ್ ಅ ಸಿಂಬಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಫಿಸಿಕಲ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂತ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಂಗ್ನೆಸ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂತ್ ಬಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ರಿಚುವಲ್ ಇಟ್ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ರಿಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ದ ಫಿಸಿಕಲ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂತ್ but also the mental strength that is required for the child or during the wedding or during the open air for that matter for the husband and wife or the boy who is going to be sent for education atmavaya putra nama see here there is great significance seeing self in another be it your own son but seeing one self in another person is an aspect of abheda and therefore it is fundamental to advaita so i may just uh, remind ourselves of a beautiful shloka from viveka chudamani astavedam anapasta lakshanam nissangam jalarashi lakshanam etc nityamuktam abhibhaktam abhibhakta murti yat brahma tattvamasi bhavaya atmani and we also have the gita passage ಅವಿಭಕ್ತಂ ವಿಭಕ್ತು ತಜ್ಞಾನ ಎಟ್ಸೆಟ್ರ ಮೆಂಟಲ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂತ್ ಲೈಸ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ಗನ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ಸ್ ಇಫ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ಬಿ ಆನ್ ನೋ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಣಾಂಕಿ ಜರತಾಂ ಎನ್ಮನೋ ಅನ್ವಿಧೀಯತೆ ತದಸ್ಥ ಹರತಿ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾ ವಾಯುರ್ನಾವಮ್ಯವಾಂಬಸಿ ದೆನ್ ಹೌ ಟು ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ಅ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಅಭ್ಯಾಸೇನ ಕೌಮತ್ಯನ ವೈರಾಗ್ಯನ ಗೃಹೀಯತ್ ಅಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ವಿ ನೋ ಸೊ one must have a firm mind that is indicated here in this mantra that is sthita prajnatva what is sthita prajnatva that also we know dukkesh vanitvikramanaha sukesh vigatas prakaha vitaraga bhaya krotaha sthitadin munirchade all this is well known for us on some of the tips on how to control the mind i will come back to this point if there is time now coming back to this particular ritual the stone slab ritual on the connection of stone with a human specimen well it implies 
that the human body is a jada like a stone holding on to it and hoping for liberation is like considering crocodile as a wooden plank and hoping to cross the river shariram poshanartisan ya ya atmanam didrikshati grahyam darudhiya dhrutva nadin tattvam sayachati as in vivek chodavadi and we also have a beautiful bhagavad gita statement antamanta ime dehaha sharir etc nityaiktaha sharirnah then we also have statements in mundaka upanishad for example avidyayam bahuda vartamanaha etc etc mundaka upanishad and we have a beautiful shloka in the manava dharma sutra says astisthyunam snayuyitam mamsa shonita lepanam charmavanadham durgandhi purnam mutra purishayoh etc oh you know uh, telling about the body now in the words in the words of swami vivekananda i am enthused to say this in the, in the presence of our swami ji of our radha ramakrishna art this human body now on one part we have condemnation of the human body after all it is filled up with mamsa shonita etc but from another angle the human body is god's gift we should not treat it lightly it is god given gift so swami vivekananda says this human body is the greatest body in the universe and a human being is the greatest being man is higher than all animals than even all angels none is greater than man even the devas the gods will have to come down again to this mortal world to attain salvation through human body man alone attains perfection not even the devas according to the jews and mohammedans god created man after creating the angel angels and everything else and after creating man he asked the angels to come and salute him and all did so ex- except somebody so god cursed that person and he became satan behind this allegory is the great truth that this human birth is the greatest birth we can have so it is our duty to preserve the human body as a god given gift because as the mundaka upanishad would put it nayamatma balahinena labhya therefore we have one has to be strong that is the significance of the stone ritual as i can see during the upanayana between there are several series of rituals between two rituals one is called mounji dharana and the other is brahmopadesha the most important between these two the father performs a small ritual called paridana he says addressing his son agne twa paridadamya sau somaya twa paridadamya sau yamaya twa paridadamya sau that's a series of mantras are pronounced the idea is i am handing over you to this particular agni yama soma etc the proud father let us analyze this mantra the proud father performing the most important ceremony involving his son will not be prepared to give away his son to anybody even to the gods for that matter 
only exception is our Katopanishad father. For that matter, he will not give away even to Yama. Again, exception is our Katopanishad father. But even that happened to be a good one for him. Though the father says, I will give you to Yama, ultimately it happened to be a good uh, you know, element for our Nachiketas. The philosophical significance of the mantra alone is to be taken up here. I am not going to go deep into the other aspects. The suggestive sense is that the parents should not develop too much of attachment towards their wards. Spare the rod and spoil the child. So after Upanayana, they have to send their wards along with the teacher to a distant place for his education. So they have to develop a sense of detachment from the child. They cannot be clinging on to him. So, in fact, such a sense of detachment is recommended in every walk of life. The vairagya is one of the first steps that lead to the highest goal. In fact, renunciation forms part of sadhana chatushtaya that are recommended for a spiritual aspirant. So one should inculcate renunciation not only with respect to the material things to the world, but also for heaven and the like. So what's the use? So moreover, giving away sun to your divinity through this mantra, it implies that the individual is not quite different from the divinity. Jivo Brahmaivan Aparaha. Which is the very essence of Shankara's philosophy. Now, the idea is we should see Brahman as the ultimate principle of the entire creation of human beings themselves also for that matter, as we have Janma Adhyasyayataha. There is another beautiful sets of mantras that are pronounced during the Upanayana. How many minutes you have given? No, how many is up? Fifteen minutes. Okay, what? It says, Smritam chame, asmritam chame, tanma ubhayam vratam. Ninda chame, aninda chame, tanma ubhayam vratam. Shraddha chame, ashraddha chame, ashraddha chame, tanma ubhayam vratam. Vidya chame, avidya chame, tanma ubhayam vratam. Shrutam chame, ashrutam chame, tanma ubhayam vratam. Satyan chame, asantya chame, tanma ubhayam vratam. Tapas chame, atapas chame, sarvam vratam. Pratan chame, avratan chame, tanma ubhayam vratam. This is similar to the Chamaka. So whatever is taught, I need not explain with my translation because almost everybody here knows the, the significance of these mantras. But the only what I would like to point out is that, well, if he says, smritam chame, asmritam chame, what, is, what I remember is my brother, it's understand. What I forget also should be my brother. What does it mean? That is, we should forget about the non-spiritual things, that is the idea. Vidya chame, avidya chame. Vidya vratam is understandable. Why should avidya become a vrata? Because avidya with understanding that the whole world is avidya, it's the evolved out of avidya, maya. That should be considered as a vrata. Therefore, we have such. Similarly, we have shraddha chame, ashraddha chame, like that we have. 
श्रद्धा इस व्रत अश्रद्धा इस आल्सो ए व्रत अश्रद्धा दैट इज हैविंग डिटैचमेंट टुवर्ड्स द वर्ल्ड यू शुड नॉट हैव श्रद्धा फॉर दिस वर्ल्डली थिंग्स सो दैट इज द आइडिया या निशा सर्वभूतानां तस्याम जागृति सम्यमी यस्याम जागृति भूतानी सा निशा पश्यतो मुने है विहा सो दैट काइंड ऑफ एटीट्यूड वन इज सपोज्ड टू डेवलप दैट इज द सिग्निफिकेंस ऑफ ऑल दिस मंत्रस and then we have shrutam chame shrutam cha vratam ashrutam cha vratam what is heard and what is not heard what is heard great things rituals i mean spirituality and vedas upanishads if you consider that as a vrata it is understandable i'll conclude in one or two minutes but ashrutam what is not heard should also be a vrata why as we all know the sound is of four stages para pashyanti madhyama vaikarya etc only one part of the sound we are able to hear there are so many things which we are not able to hear but that also should be our vratha that also should lead to austerity i will complete my paper with just one more ritual that is when the husband and wife unite after the wedding the nuptials is not conducted on the day of the wedding the the husband and wife should wait for four days therefore it is called chaturthi karma only on the fourth day they have to observe vrata they should not take ordinary food i mean they should not take the, the usual food they should take only the you know in a, so food that is not salted which is not spicy even food for that matter they have to observe vrata why the significance is the married life should be based on austerity there should not be a craving for physical union as we find in the life of parvati ninindha roopam hrudayena parvati priyeshu saubhagya palahi charutha what is the use of physical charm and one running after it no the family life the beautiful wedded life should be based on the spirit of sacrifice and austerity so this is and the husband and wife should pray for dharma prajaha suprajaha there should not be you know veera sunuhu like that they should not be craving for physical union but they should have the urge to produce great children if this significance is understood if every husband and wife in india at least understand the significance of the ritual and hope for veera sunu dharma prajaha suprajaha then the whole country will be filled with excellent children and the whole nation will become once again the greatest nation in the whole world thank you very much no questions sir. so i understand that the paper is well understood thank you very much thank you very much now i request miss bhairavi parag ashar ji to come here and i also request her to give her introduction in two lines thank you for this opportunity i am really grateful to advaita academy indic academy and uh, most of all chinmaya vishwavidyalaya for giving this opportunity uh, in form of this really enriching experience that this uh, conference is and uh, i am bhairavi ashar uh, i am uh, a student of vallabha vedanta and my guru is uh, is uh, i'll introduce uh, uh, he is from the lineage of shri vallabha acharya 
and Shivalabhacharya uh, uh, has uh, uh, put forward the Sakar Brahmavad, which is known as Shuddha Advaita, which I'm going to just uh, offer an overview of in the uh, coming paper. He's a 16, uh, uh, yes, uh, he's a 16 descendant of uh, uh, Shivalabhacharya himself. So, Sarvebhyo Namunamaha, my pranams to all the dignitaries uh, present, the sages and the scholars. Prakruta Dharma Nashrayam, Prakruta Minikila Dharma Rupamiti, Nigama Pratipatyam Yat, Tat Shuddham Sakruti Somi, Shri Gurupyo Namaha. With the blessings of my Guru, Pujya Shri Shyam Manohar Goswamiji, who belongs to the divine lineage of Shri Mahaprabhu Shri Vallabhacharya, I hereby humbly attempt to present an overview. So, Namo Bhagavati Tasmai Krishna Yadputa Karmani Rupa Nama Vibedena Jagat Kriyati Yoyata In this Mangala Charan of Tattvartha Deepni Bandha, Shri Vallabhacharya thus encapsulates the tenets of Sakar Brahmavad established by him, which came to be known as Shuddha Advaita Darshana. While manifesting in various names and forms, the ultimate reality that Parabrahma Shri Krishna is, is not subject to any wheel of nations, but being a kartum, a kartum, anyatha kartum samartha, he simply for relishment causes the jagat which is as real as himself. In establishing the Shuddha Advaita, Shri Vallabhacharya relies upon Pramana Chatushtai, Vedach Shri Krishna Vakyani Vyasa Sutrani Chaivahi Samadhi Bhasha Vyasasya Pramanam Tachatushtayam in addition to the prasthanatrai of Ved, Shrivat Bhagavad Gita and Brahma Sutra, Shri Vallabhacharya also relies upon the Samadhi Bhasha of Veda Vyasa as it is contained in Srimad Bhagavatam. As, uh, the, uh, these, the Samanvay of uh, these four are Shabda Praman, called Pramana Chatushtai, with Uttar Purvam being Sandehadivarakam. So with the knowledge of Brahma leading towards the goal that Bhakti is, Shri Vallabhacharya echoes Devarshi Narad in uh, Shastra Tapakaran. It Mahatma Jnana Purvastu, Sudrada Sarvatodika Sneha Eti Bhakti Prokta, Tayar Mukti Nacha Anyatha. So Koswami Shyamanoharji writes, and I quote, Thus, Mahaprabhu's sole interest in this framework of philosophical system lies in its usefulness to meet the demand of devotion par excellence for the Lord Krishna. According to him, this devotion is neither merely a divine relishment of Godhead Krishna, nor is it merely a realization of the all-pervasive powers or attributes of the Brahma. Krishna is both a divine person as well as an omnipresent, omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient power. Therefore, an ideal devotee has to relish Brahma as Krishna and realize Krishna as Brahma. While in Vallabhava Darshana, many more Siddhanta, such as Shri Krishna Parabrahmatva Vada, Krupa Matra Labhyatva Vada, Jiva Anutva Vada, and more are established, we shall go through the nine salient tenets of Shuddha Advaita vis-a-vis uh, -vis Shankara Advaita. So the first we see is Shuddha Brahma Vada. Based on the Shuddhi Vakya Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma, Shri Vallabhacharya takes the stand of many positive qualities of Brahma, including Sarva Bhavana Samarthya, as the reason to tolerate multiplicities within the singularity. Thus, Shuddha Advaita is Abheda Sahishnu Abheda. Brahma is Sagun, yet a Prakrut, Sakar is Krishna as well as Nirakar. Like the Sat, Chit and Ananda are Swarupa Lakshan of Brahma, 
His divine qualities like Aishwarya, Virya, Yasha, Shri, Jnana, Vairagya is also of beings Avyaya, Sarvasamartha, Svatantra, Sarveshwara, Sarvagnya, Sarvadhara, Sarvavilakshana, Svechaya Drashya, Karma Faladata are not due to any Maik Upadhi. The Akshar Brahma aspect of Parabrahma himself gets active for the purpose of Srishti, not requiring any external factor whatsoever, such as pra Prakriti, Parmanu, or Maya is, uh, is explained in different philosophical traditions. Commenting on Ekamevadvitiya Brahma, Vaishi Shankaracharya propounds that one is always one, and therefore all objects other than this one ultimate reality, which may happen to appear, has to be only apparent due to Nishans. The, hence, Sri Shankaracharya highlights Brahma Satya Jagan Mithya. Sri Vallabhacharya does not deny the reality of the creation. As anything that is manifest as various substances are just modifications of the first. Hence, Brahma Satya and Jagat Satya, while only the tendencies of the mind that are reared towards the Ahanta Mamatatpak Sansara uh, are without substance, as they are disoriented from the Brahma, which is all pervasive reality. The Avidya that causes this restriction as well as Vidya, which causes realization, are real as multiple Shaktis of Brahma himself. In Kevaladvitya, there still exists a duality in form of Maika Prapancha between Agnana Rupa Maya and Brahma. As stated in Panchadashi, Maya Khyaya Kama Denur Vatso Jiveshwara Vupo. Thus, Brahma is seen as susceptible to his own Pratibimba in Maya for the purpose of Utpati, Siti, and Laya. Thus, along with Paramarthik Advaita of Brahma, Sri Shankaracharya accepts Vyavaharik Dvaita and Pratipashik Dvaita as part of Kevaladvaita Darshana. Sri Vallabhacharya does talk about Maya, which is also Sat, as the inherent Shakti of Brahma to take on multiple Nama Rupa Gauna Karya in reality. Vidya Avidya Hare Shakti Maya Yaiva Nirpite. Maya here is not nations which would cover up reality and set up an illusion in its place as in Vivartavada. Thus, the Jagat with all its diversity is as much real as the Ekamevadvitya Brahma. This brings us to the second point, that is Viruddha Dharmashtrayatavada. Nacha Virutya Vakyanam Shravanat Tannirdharatham Vichara Upayarupi Pramanikatvena Ekatara Nirdharasya Ashakyatvat Achintya Ananta Shakti Bhati Sarvath Bhavarna Samarthi Brahmani Virutha Bhavat Chacha As Mahabhruvuji says in Anubhashya So Shri Vallapacharyaji takes very little meaning of Sat Eva Igam Agreyasit Ekam Evadvityam as well as Tadaikshata Bahusyama Prajayaya to arrive at the extraordinary doctrine of Viruddha Dharmashrayatva, that is, of Brahma being a shelter of mutually conflicting qualities. Viruddha Dharmashrayatvasya Brahmani tad ejati tad na ejati ityati shrutibhi nirupya manatvad loka eva viruddha shankaniyo natu alokike Brahmani. Quoting Sri Raghunath Sharma, he says, to set limitations to the incomprehensibly miraculous power of the ultimate reality, simply because our intellectual powers are limited, will never bring about the ultimate goal. Thus, Brahma is one with no second, yet takes my right forms and names for Srishti. Uh, Brahma is all-pervasive, yet becomes atom in the, uh, in the form of Jiva. It is cause of all causes, yet becomes effects in the form of Jagat, and takes many forms, yet is also beyond all the form forms. The ultimate reality encompasses all contradictions while remaining eternally unchanged. Third is 
अभिन्न निमित्तोपादान कारणतावाद जगत समवायी स्यात तदेवच निमित्तकम कदाचित रमते स्वस्मिन प्रपंचे अपी क्वचित सुखम यत्र येन यतो यस्य यस्मै यद्यत यथा यदा स्याद इदम भगवान साक्षात परधान पुरुषेश्वर ब्रह्मिकम्स्त सब्स्टेंशियल एंड द एफिशियंट कॉज ऑफ द एवरी फिनोमिनन इन द यूनिवर्स इन द मटेरियल फॉर्म और कॉन्शियस फॉर्म और द डिवाइन फॉर्म विदाउट लूजिंग इट्स इटर्निटी If Brahma were only one of either the Upadana or Nimitta Karan of Jagat, it would render his helpless in the absence of any of the other factors, which may be a cause. So not going into the uh, example, any uh, drashtanta, we derive that uh, Brahma, the creator, is all in one, and he, that he creates the universe out of himself, without, without any extraneous help whatsoever uh, of any phenomenon. The Shruti Vakya, Tadatmanam Swayam Akurut, affirms this very thing. In this way, we, we also, and it is also the fact of creation by Sarvabhavana Samartha, Samartha Brahma lends rational support to the doctrine of Shuddha Advaita. Sat Karanatavad, Napi Asata Sattarupa, Sad Adibhuta Chit Adhyatmam, Ananda Adhidaivika Iti. So Sat uh, takes the form of Adhibhautik, Chit is adhyatme, uh, Adhyatmik Swarup, and Ananda is Adhidaivik Swarupa. So uh, when the ekameva uh, dvitiya sat is material as well as efficient cause of jagat, we must accept without doubt that manifestation of jagat is, is from the real cause. Therefore, because only a real cause can produce any outcome, unreal cannot cause anything. So uh, in Shuddha Dvaita, Sri Vallabhajari does not accept the concept of sat, ilak, uh, sat vilakshan as a cause. The fifth is satkaryavad. This is again self-explanatory. Since the cause is something that is the one and only reality, all the forms are inherently present in the source, just as oil is present in the oil seed. Had they not been there, it would lead to uh, the, uh, the uh, anomaly of creation ex nihilo, which is repudiated by the Shruti, Katham Asata Satyajayata. Next is, so uh, it is already there, so how does it come forward? That is Avir Bhava Tirubhavavad. The diverse Nama Rupa in the whole creation are manifest reality of Sachidananda Rupa Shri Krishna himself, acting as Par Akshar Brahma and hence real. Any distinction that we make in the states of creation or destruction are concepts when truly these are appearance and disappearance of in that time, in that space and in that form. In other words, what we perceive as division or Parichheda of phenomena across time, space or forms or what Nayayaka is called Chaturvita Abhava are based in Tirobhava of that respect, uh, those respective aspects in that space, that time, or that form. For instance, the Sat Ansha of Brahma himself manifests as Jada Jagata, while the Chit Ansha, that is self-consciousness, and Ananda, that is all-pervasiveness, remain Tirohita in Jada Jagata. To contrast this with Kevala Dvaita, Sri Shankaracharya conceptualizes Utpati, Siti, and Pralaya of many names and forms through Saguna Ishvara, where Guna are Mai Kupadi, and hence, a secondary aspect of Brahma, that is Saguna Brahma or Apara Brahma. Seventh is Avikruta Swarupa Parinamvad. So while manifesting in Jagat, Brahma does not waver from his own reality. Just like gold ornaments are as much real as the gold uh, in gods, and so a person who is desired of its, the value in, uh, in it uh, sees no difference between the two. In this manner, one who is stuck in Ahanta Mamatatmak Sansar may ignore the reality that Brahma is, but from a Brahma Darshi, every object and subject in uh, Jagat is Brahma. The reason being, 
the forms may differ in guna and karma for practical purposes yet the real character of its origin does not get distorted since it is within the infinite capacity to take any form thus we see in shuddha dvaita there is no difference between the reality of the present world however tem temporary forms it may comprise of and the eternal ultimate reality within the power of which are possibilities of all rupa guna and karya by way of manifestation and disappearance no there are uh, two points so uh, not more than two minutes not more than because uh, otherwise it will not uh, conclude okay then i'll just uh, go to the last slide ha so we saw we already saw up to uh, a week um, seventh so that is avikrut swarupa parinamvad so next is tadatmyavad which uh, uh, i'm sure uh, everyone is familiar with so jada jagat is karya karan hai karya karan tadatmyavad tadatmya and uh, the jiva have ansha anshi tadatmya with brahma so that is the form of advaita tadatmya is the form of advaita in shank uh, vallabhavat and uh, the last is lilartha srishtivad so uh, uh, brahma himself being uh, infinite bliss does not uh, uh, do the creation for any purpose as such but to relish his own form uh, because ekaki na ramate so for a nirbhaya ramana Uh, eh, eh, the advaita gives nirbhaya and for ramana uh, uh, there are there have to be many forms which ekoham uh, bahusyam so brahma manifests himself uh, just for the purpose of relishment of himself so that is lilartha srishti vada and uh, be, uh, this uh, philosophy is the base for the sadhana that is bhakti shastram avagatya manovag dehi krishna sevya so mahatma gnana hone par hi सेवा जो भाव स्वरूप की प्रतिष्ठा होगी भाव प्रतिष्ठा होगी स्वरूप में उसकी सेवा करके भक्ति के स्टेजेस विल गो ऑन एंड देर विल बी सर्वात्मा भाव एंड तादृशी जन विल अस्पायलिश्त स्वरूप आनंद फॉर इटर्निटी विरमा में श्री कृष्ण श्री कृष्ण धन्यवाद महोदयाभ्य धन्यवाद इतः परम नाउ आई रिक्वेस्ट मिस कविता कृष्णा मीघमा जी टू कम टू प्रेजेंट हर पेपर एंड प्लीज गिव हर लिटिल इंट्रोडक्शन प्रणाम्स टू एवरीबडी श्री गुरु भ्यो नम आई गोट बी वेरी शॉर्ट बिकॉज आई नो वी आर रनिंग लेट सो I am a student of Pooja Swami Dayananda Saraswati Ji of Arshavidya Parampara, and currently I am in Arshavidya Gurukulam Anekatti doing a one or eight day course on Bhagavad Gita. But I live in the U.S. Uh, hopefully not for very long. I'll be back soon. And this is part of my. I just press this one. Yeah. This is part of my internship that I did, Masters in International Education in George Washington University, um, and the internship I did was with Arshavidya Gurukulam, Salisbury, Pennsylvania. Uh, what I'm trying to propose. both in the paper and uh, what i uh, noticed was every class that we took in gw they would enforce how sustainable developmental goals are very important unesco's sdgs so they're all into sdgs everything in the world now is sdg and that's how they put their money depending on you know which sdg you're trying to fulfill so then when i studied them whatever class i was taking i was like all this is followed if you lead a proper vaidika lifestyle we probably fulfill all the 17 sdgs and more 
And having lived in Anekati before in Arshavidya Gurukulam uh, in 2012 when Pooja Swamiji was uh, in his physical body, before his Mahasamadhi, I was like, we do this and more, and I'm sure it's the same for Chinmaya, uh, CVV, and, and uh, SIF also. So any institution, a modern institution, which teaches Vedanta, uh, Advaita Vedanta, in the traditional Paddhati, definitely fulfills these. My um, paper is, of course, a very cursory look, my lived experience. It's not a very in-depth analysis, and all this is something that we're all aware of and all of you esteemed uh, speakers more than me, Bharat Gupji and all are here. Um, so I'm sure there's more research to be done but I will just quickly go through what I noticed and um, I will just give the points so we don't have to go in depth but I'm happy to send it to uh, anybody who wants soft copy. So we'll go to the 14th page where I started off um, comparing it. Um, this is all and this is all geared towards a very American professor who was very kind enough to accept it because I had to put it in a language she accepted and understood. So it's all a very uh, uh, towards a Western viewpoint and I think that's also something we should be doing. Um, so I'm, I was happy to do that but it's not how I usually think. I think very <laughs> Arshavidya like. Um, so let's see if that's the page. No. Yes. So if you look at this, I try to show that UNESCO has 17 SDGs and through our Vedanta or Advaita teaching, we have, what I noticed was 12 out of 17 of them are being followed. And how is that? This is the main, this is the main um, uh, graph and uh, we can go one by one very quickly and we can either be interactive, that could be quicker. Initially, I'll just call it out and then we can just look at each of them in our own how we understand it. So they say SDG 2 is uh, zero hunger. And we know what that is. You know, Purnatvam we come from, Annapurna Devi, we have a whole goddess who is dedicated to uh, bhojanam and annam and everything. And uh, as feeding, whether it's in the mathas or anakshetras or um, like Kali Kamdi Baba who gives bhiksha, like our concept of bhiksha or dhanam or whatever. So all that is fulfilled and I focused on Arshavidya Gurukulam, Pennsylvania, but this can be, uh, we can transport that to any institution. So, um, yes, so I, I talk about how this is a concept that is very Vaidika in nature, that feeding people every day, of course. I mean, everything follows the Panchamaha Yajna. So, uh, the camp that I was a part of as part of my internship in Sailorsburg, Arshavidya, the camp, the topic was Panchamaha Yajna. So we were using that Panchamahayagna concept for teaching uh, teens who are second generation, you know, American, Indian American kids, games, everything was Panchamahayagna based. So I go from that viewpoint. Then good health and well-being, we know about that. So I'm being very quick, but like I said, I can send it to anybody. So yoga is part of now, of course, the UN, but uh, Ministry of Ayush that, you know, it's, it's all the governmental level, but in our own level, if we do sadhana, and I had to map it with Kolb's experiential learning because I have to prove it to a Western audience that what we are doing is not theory, it's experiential. Sadhana, I mean, they call it experiential learning. So I had to put that together, but I thought that was also essential because she had no idea that we do something like this. So international education, I try to say this is the indigenous knowledge systems and it's still existent all over the country. And we, the sadhana, what we do for good health and well-being is whatever it is, whether it's japa or, or the learning itself or yoga or whatever. Quality education, this is the core of what I was talking about, what we learn, and we all know about Dharampalji's beautiful tree and we know about how Indian education system was massacred <laughs> by the English Education Act 
Um, and prior to that, we had this kind of education that Arshavidya and CVV offer. Um, and, and we learn critical thinking. So that's become a catchphrase in the West now, critical thinking, mindfulness and all that. But that's what we do with Shravana Manana Nididhyasanam. So removing doubts or staying in that oneness and all that, um, that is a part of what we do. So all that, and I've mentioned the various books by Dananda Swamiji, uh, Socio-emotional uh, learning skills, ethical learning, moral values. These are all part of our learning and also Vridya Vevahara. We see and learn, you know, it's, it's not, and through our stories, uh, storytelling, Mahabharata, Purana, because that has a long-term effect than just giving speeches like right now I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, and then gender equality, of course, um, the very idea then for Advaita Vedanta when we are saying everything is Brahman and there's no, where is the concept of gender there? But even then we have the divine feminine, we have Navaratras, we have Devi worship. So the whole idea that we have to atomize something is, is mute. So we don't do that and in, in oneness we don't have uh, to have that and Pooja Swamiji would say if we fulfill our duties, somebody else's rights are fulfilled. So things like that. So it's very simplistic for an Indian audience, I think, but then especially audience like you. But for a Westerner, professor who's quite a huge professor, she was like, oh, wow. So she was quite amazed that there was something already like this. You know? So I just tried to map it, and I didn't see any other study like this. So I thought, I'll propose this. Um, and then reducing inequality. Again, when you're saying from a Paramarthika level that everything is Brahman, so even if there's a financial difference, the respect you accord the other as you are Tatwa Masi or you are uh, the same as me is obviously reducing the inequality. So uh, I go from there and I quote various uh, scriptures which uh, reinforce that. And, uh, and also the idea that we come from a sense of plenty. So in Arshavidya Parampara, they emphasize that Satchit Ananda, Ananda Swarupa is not as bliss, though I did write that for her sake. Uh, we em emphasize Ananda as fullness and Purnatvam, more than bliss. So uh, we come from that um, point of view. Sustainable cities, again, Panchamahayagna being a contributor. So I don't have to go into details. So if we do Panchamahayagna on a daily basis, each person does that. Uh, we wouldn't have the kind of, uh, you know, the having to be told that we have to be sustainable. The idea itself of Panchamahayagna is to be a contributor and to be sustainable, whether in a community or on a large scale. So I just uh, spelt it out for her, you know, for the professor and for the Western audience. And uh, yeah, and then responsible, so SDG is Sustainable Developmental Goals, so 12, 13, different, one, different ones that I was trying to uh, map, uh, responsible consumption. So when we think of Bhagwan as both the Nibhatta and Upadana Karanam, uh, transcendent and immanent, then everything is Bhagwan. So if I'm touching this, if I hit my foot, I do this. I mean, we do that for Saraswati or Lakshmi or whatever. We are so particular for what, Jalam, we have a uh, shlokam, for Agni, we have a shlokam, Deepam, we have a shlokam. Everything morning to evening, if you continue, like how Puja Swamiji taught us, we get up from the time we open our eyes till we sleep, there is a shlokam and stotram and something for every little thing. So if you're living a life, uh, which is um, so you, you, a spiritual life and you're living a very um, sensitized life, uh, then all this is sacred ecology, sacred, every, everything is sacred and sacrosanct. So um, th then your consumption is very conscious. You're very conscious about what you're doing. Um, I quoted scriptures, which all of us are aware of. Climate action, we all know that again, vegetarianism, beef, footprint, <laughs> carbon footprint, all that. So I, I mentioned that, and recently there was um, Burger King came up with something called the Impossible Whopper, which actually is a vegetarian, and then they didn't have a footfall for a long time, you know, they were going like down in their uh, finances, and they introduced this, and I, I quote the numbers, it just shot up, you know, so especially in the West, there is a whole uh, 
group of people who are into vegetarianism, which is a good thing, but unfortunately here it's the reverse. Hyderabad, where I'm from, it's just much more, uh, I see in Sainikpuri, much more non-veg joints and shawarma joints and all that. It's very unfortunate, whereas it's going down in the West, at least in certain level of um, consumption. Um, yes, river goddesses, this is my favorite thing because it's amazing that um, Ganga Stotram, I'm assuming is Shankaracharya's, um, he wrote it and then Gangaji is somewhere in the north and everywhere we chant, Salisburg we chant, there is no river there at all and we're doing, oh, Jai Ma Ganga and it's so amazing that you're, you're just living the fact that she's right in front of you, just embodying her wherever you are. So this is so beautiful. So when you're talking about water and water forms, so it's a very, um, for me, a very, um, non-livable fact that a theoretical fact that a Westerner is proposing. Whereas somebody who is living uh, a Vaidika life and imbibing that in the day-to-day -day life, Gangaji is a reality every evening when you do the uh, Ganga Stotram, whether in Chinmaya or Arshavidya or anywhere. And then because of the projects, Namami Ganga or Clean Ganga, you have the river dolphins coming back into life. And that is part of what the SDGs propose, UNESCO proposes, life, the water life, you know, the water bodies. And Gangaji writes the Makara. So, you know, we, we've thought of it. I mean, the Rishis, I'm including, I'm in the Parampara. So we've already thought of it. It's, it's already there, you know. So I'm just putting it out. And of course, life of land, uh, life on land. So Bhudevi, we start off with thinking of as a Bhudevi. We touch our, you know, when we put our feet on the ground, we do namaste to her. When we dance, you know, uh, we, we do namaste Bhumi Puja, when we do construction. And then uh, peace and justice, of course, we have Ahimsa as a core concept of all our actions. And we have Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha. So we start off with peace and justice as our motto in our shlokas, totrams and everything. Um, and then partnerships and goals is the final uh, one, the, the 12 that I found the linkages. Uh, when, for example, Indica and CB we have partnered. So if we have a common goal, which I'm saying is Advaita, you know, our uh, spiritual goal, then partnerships are very common. In the internship I did in Sailor's Book, there also they invited psychologists and, and yoga teachers and others who practice this. And it was easy to see that there were no ego hassles because a goal is common. So I'm just saying that there were 12 commonalities that I encountered and that, that's that. So 12 commonalities between the 17 SDGs and the 12 uh, formats that we did in uh, Arshavidya, which is common to Chinmay also, I'm sure. But if we probe further and we look at a proper Vaidika's life, I'm saying that not just the 17 SDGs, but probably more, a Vaidika does more <laughs> for the world and, and sustainable development than what the UNESCO proposes. Dhaniwad. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Which are the five, <coughs> five remaining one which are not? Uh... Uh, that's a good question. I should have had a, a graph in this. Um, I can Google it and send it to you. I didn't. I, didn't, I think I put it somewhere uh, separately, not in this. And yeah. did they, did you had a, a some kind of allegation or something like there should be a secular mode when you submit to the? No. Film? So the thing is, uh, in the West where I live, and I've taught Indian language and culture at the State Department to Americans coming to India. Um, the if if you put it in a language that it's understandable to them. Like they say oneness, oneness is a Western term. So if you say oneness, wholeness, well-being, and if you put it in a format that it's good for the planet Earth and sacred ecology, there's certain terms. So if you put it in those terms, they won't, you know? But you used uh, some slokas. Uh, so uh, that is fine. So the, no. that, that no, so that's what I'm saying. It's, it's very amazing that if you stand your ground and you, d you explain why you're doing something and you, you have to say it's for everybody. The shlokas are Sarvai Bhavanta Sukhina, so I translated. So I said it's for everybody. You have to bring in the gender element. Oh, you know, we worship the divine, which is true. We worship the divine, the feminine. So if you have your boxes checked, 
and you know which boxes to check and which words to use in their language, then it's fine. They, there is a lot of Hindu phobia for sure. Like for Shivaratri, I said, let's do this, this, this. And the, it was all the Indians, by the way, the Indian kids who've gone from here. They said, oh, no, ma'am, it's, uh, you know, we invite everybody because I see the Sikh uh, community or the Muslim community having so many events, but we can't have a Hindu event. They wouldn't let me do a Aarti or a Puja for Shivaratri. The, the Indian students, the council or the association. Yes, so the phobia lies among the, our own children and kids, you know, the youngsters, mm. not from their side, if we actually put it across in, oh. a, in the right way. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. In my experience, it could be different. Sustainable development. So definitely, Pitrikarmiyant, sorry, Tarpanam is in sustainable development. I can relate it, but they won't understand it. Panchamahayagna, I just said to our ancestors and rishis, but they don't understand the concept because it's a very rational thinking. They do not acknowledge the existence of devatas or deities or anything that is not rational. But by saying that we observe these, I can say that it's a continuation of traditions. They understand uh, elders because natives have elders tradition. So you can say that you're respecting your elders, which also means pitras. So you say elder traditions, we, uh, we acknowledge their um, whatever they've given us. So if you talk in terms of uh, we respect the tradition, the elders, what has been given to us from the previous generations, they understand. But if you say tarpanam and we're giving it to the pitris, uh, there's no understanding because their minds don't go beyond what they see. So it's a very rational world there. So unfortunate, but dhanyavad. Thank you. Dr. R. Subramani ji, to please come here. I request you to present your paper. Sruti Smriti Purananam Mahalayam Karanalayam Namami Bhagavad Pada Shankaram Loka Shankaram. Acharya Shankara had a harmonizing vision. He, uh, Buddhism was on the decline in India after having flourished for nearly a thousand years. So, in the midst of degenerate religious and social condition, Acharya Shankara wanted to re establish the supremacy of the Vedic religion. He also wanted to assimilate it to the good points in Buddhism that were in harmony with the Vedic teachings. Shankaracharya had seen that the Buddhism had degenerated into various corrupt practices owing to the mass influx into the Buddhist fold of all sorts of degenerate people. There was a lot of confusion in the society and uh, Shankaracharya uh, uh, knew that if people were to be won back to the Vedic fold, these can, these uh, efforts have to be taken. One was the extravagances of Vedic ritualism involving sacrificing of animals must be eliminated and ritualism must be spiritualized. There must be a place for a God who can be worshipped and loved. There must be a place for jnana, bhakti, karma and yoga in a harmonious manner. Also, he wanted to integrate the best of the Buddhist heritage which were not in contradictory to the Vedic doctrines. He wanted to purify and modify them to suit the times. Society must be oriented to the spiritual ideal, but the duties and modes of spiritual sadhana people must be regulated and harmonized with their capacities, understanding, and sage of development. Society must grow in an all-round harmonious way. So what was the methodology of Shankaracharya? The Advaitic 
doctrines, it was all comprehensive. It was based on the basic uniting philosophy and of rejuvenation of society and revival of Vedic Dharma with its twofold objectives of Abhyudhyaya and Nisresa, that is the secular welfare and prosperity and spiritual evolution. So Acharya Shankara traveled the length and breadth of Bharatvarsha from Kashmir to Kanyakumari, from Kamruk to Kutch, meeting opponents in debate and making disciples and purifying social and religious customs. He wrote in simple Sanskrit commentaries on the Prashtanatraya, one the Upanishads, two the Brahma Sutra, third the Bhagavad Gita. Thus the Vedanta has all these three aspects in its, in its methodology. It has revelational tradition, Shruti as its basis, where we have got the profound direct spiritual intuition of the great seers, and then these intuitions have been put on a rational basis, yukti, and they are verified and realized by oneself in life through sadhana or spiritual science of a universally reliable philosophical religion open to rational investigation. Acharya Shankara declares that he considers the Shruti as the primary authority and means of valid knowledge, pramana, with regard to transcendental truth, since it alone can give us first-hand knowledge of the supra-sensual and the supra-mental spiritual verities to form the hypothesis. Then the scripture, reason vis-a-vis -vis revelation, scripture. Acharya Shankara gave supreme importance to the scriptures. He saw with his keen insight clearly the limitations of empirical reason and its conflicting nature when it is not wedded to experienced facts. Though through, though reason is a very good instrument and we have perforce to record, take recourse to it in communicating with others, it is not capable of yielding truth or facts by itself. Reason has got its own inherent limitations. Senses are also defective. So reason is only an intermediate stage. So for Acharya Shankara, the scripture was extremely important. Just as regard to external phenomena and external world, the senses are instrument of knowledge, pramana. Similarly, with regard to things that are transcendent and are not amenable to the senses of the ordinary mind, it is intuition or the supra-sensual perception that is a criterion of knowledge. We directly perceive the truth. We do not reason it out, for the truth of the reason itself is ultimately directly perceived and not by another reason. No amount of reasoning in a vacuum can tell us about the truth. So the scripture is a, in the, in the case of both the extra-sensual phenomena and supra-sensual reality, direct perception or experience, aparaksha anubhati, is the primary criterion, and the scripture is the record of such spirit, spiritual perceptions. That is why Acharya Shankara, while giving primacy to scriptures or revelation sruti, stresses the inevitability of the other two pramanas, reasoning, yukti, realization, suyan anubhuti, and this last one he considers as the final clinching pramana. Vivek Churamni, verse 474-478. It is accepted that though reason cannot give truth directly, truth cannot contradict or be disharmonious with reason. Again, a scripture is not a pramana in empirical matters, whether other pr pramanas are opera operative. It is the beauty of the Upanishads that they themselves uphold this threefold criteria of truth. They declare, the self, my dear, is to be seen. How is it to be seen? It has to be heard first, sroteya. It should be first heard from those who have seen or from the scriptures. Then we have to cogitate about it, mantraya, and find out whether it stands to reason, whether the intuition is correct, 
whether there is possibility of its existence. After proper reflection on the matter, when working faith is generated in the mind, we have to strive to realize it also through the prescribed sadhanas or the spiritual practices, nididhyasa. We may compare our experiences with other experiment, experimenters in the field. However, real self-realization brings immediate and unshakable certitude and conviction like the seeing the sun. Ultimately, the goal is self-realization, which is the final pramana. It is only when we have experienced the truth ourselves and find it is harmony with the other pramanas that we get a firm conviction and not before that. All the three pramanas have to be employed to arrive at truth in a mutually coordinated manner to reinforce its, uh, its, each other and not in isolation. For though each pramana is great in its own place, there will remain uncertainty and every change of going wrong if each is perceived exclusively. So, Acharya Shankara's philosophy was a harmonizing philosophy. Shankara was not only scientific in his outlook, but also comprehensive and inclusive in his approach. He did not argue with others or refute other systems of philosophy merely for the sake of refuting. He refuted only those points which were contrary to any of the above three criteria. He accepted other aspects in them to the extent they were in harmony with this. He knew that the truth can be expressed in different ways on the phenomenal plane and such he also accepted the relative validity of certain aspects of their own fields, though not as ultimate truth. For instance, he was bold enough to say that each pramana has its own sphere of operation where it is fully valid. Sruti has its own sphere, reasoning has its own sphere, and sense perception has its own. And in each sphere, that particular type of pramana is operative and dominant. He declares that the scriptures have not validity where it contradicts direct perception. Supposing the Sruti comes to the level of the phenomenal world where the sense perception is pramana and says something which is contrary to a sense perception, that fire is dark and cold, then even if there be hundreds of such texts, they have to be rejected as invalid because they contradict what is the patent experience of everybody on the sense perception plane that fire is brilliant and hot. Similarly, sense perception cannot be the valid authority on the transcendental plane. There is day and night from the standpoint of the earth, but there is not day and night from the standpoint of the sun. The genius of Acharya Shankara was that he tried to coordinate all levels of human experience, transcendental and empirical. He also graded them properly. And uh, we have the Paramatika Satya, Pradipashika Satya and Vyavaharika Satya and uh, Brahman which transcends time, space, and causation, which are the three aspects of maya. It is satyam, jnanam, anantam. Brahman being infinite is absolute bliss. The universe is subject to time, space, causation, and thus it, it, it's Brahman's opposite. In this sense, universe taken in itself is mithya, relatively or phenomenally real. When compared to Brahman, it is a satyam or sat, no, not real, jnanam or achit, not conscious, anantam or Shantam, not infinite or finite, and Niranandam, not blissful. The universe expresses the characteristics of Brahman under the conditions of time-space causation. That is the existence, non-existence, knowledge, ignorance, massive, minute, happiness, misery. So the, these are the three types of realities. Shankaracharya points out that the Sruti states the ultimate reality is non-dual, indivisible Brahman, Akandam, Advidam, Brahman. And from this, that this whole universe has emerged through its inscrutable power called Maya, the principle of projection and relativity. 
relativity. We can and do intuitively grasp Brahman, the supreme reality, taught by the Sruti as our inner self. When we come to the phenomenal world of mental come sense experience with time, space, causation, reason becomes operative. Therefore, there must be a rational process by which we can understand and coordinate the whole phenomena. Acharya Shankara builds up with spiritual authority a consistent and coherent Brahm cosmology delineating the evolution of universe from that Brahman through the power of Maya. And uh, Acharya Shankara points out that Dharma taught by the Vedas is twofold leading to Abhyudhyaya, secular welfare and Nisrayasa, spiritual evolution. Therefore, society must be based on Dharma oriented to spiritual libera liberation. Shankara recognized dharma, karma, samsara, and relative existence, which he holds can be uh, transcended by bhakti, self-surrender to Ishvara or jnana, or transpersonal Brahman as one's real self or atman, that is self-knowledge. And uh, Shankara, it, it was a universal spiritual religion. Uh, Maya can be transcended and identity with Brahman can be realized by the jiva. Acharya states that it can be done by the grace of Ishvara, by the direct but difficult path of jnana. And uh, Shankara also admits that the possibility of jnani is remaining on the level of bhakti and karma as jivan muktas. He also holds that the followers of your other yogas too, if desired, can ultimately reach to a state of identity with Brahman for this, uh, uh, though jnana, uh, through, through jnana. For this identity is a pre-existing natural non-dual state attainable by all since it is only to be recognized in knowledge though initially the other yogas operate in the realm of duality. Here, the jnana or jnanishta that is being established in jnana may be distinguished from jnana marga or path of jnana. The identity of Brahman, Atman, Jivatma, Paramatma can be realized through the path of jnana by those only whose minds have been rendered one-pointed and subtle and pure through the spiritual and moral disciplines and trained in seeing subtle realities. And... Uh, Acharya Shankar, Shankara, as we all know, was a realized soul, and by teaching on the all-pervasive principle of Advaita, the one reality pervading all aspects of life, he gave impetus and support to all types of genuine spiritual striving. And he said that the quarrels between various religious sects were futile, were futile and we are all attempting to reach the same reality in different ways under different, na uh, different names and forms. It is the one reality that is manifesting in different forms and hence can be viewed and approached in different ways. He was a great nation builder, and uh, he gave Acharya Shankara gave support to the differing religious sects, whether they worship Vishnu, Shiva, Shakti, Ganapati, Surya, Kumar, or any other deity. So, and it is the same spirit, Ekam Sat Vipra Bahuda Vedanti, the same thought, the same river of this universal thought is followed through all Indi Indian culture. That is why there has been very few religious conflicts in India, especially using violence before the advent of Islam. It is Acharya Shankara's genius that he gave philosophical basis and support to this idea of oneness or unity in diversity, which is inherent in the very structure of Indian thought. Through his universal philosophy, he gave a broad basis to all our thinking, both secular and spiritual, and then to perpetuate, perpetuate this philosophy and establishment of dharma of moral purity, which is the, the goal of which is the realization of the uh, self-realization. He founded great spiritual centers, matas to the four quarter corners of India for the propagation of noble universal ideals at Puri, Dwaraka, Bhattinath, Singeri. Uh, yes, and uh, his, they were, his
chief disciples were given the task of disseminating dharma based on the two vedic uh, two ideals of vedas abhyudaya and nishreesa so his was an all harm, harmonious philosophy which uh, the goal was the social unity and the spiritual welfare swami mukyananda of uh, ramakrishna mat says that he was a towering personality and within a short life of 32 years brought in a thorough revolution in the social and religious and spiritual and philosophical light and thought of the country and his uh, philosophy is applicable to all people and to all times so thank you very much sir for your presentation and now the next uh, i would like to request uh, uh, dr sampath kumar ji l sampath kumar ji who is faculty members of chinmaya one of the faculty members of chinmaya university chinmaya vishwavidyapeetha sir please come on श्रीमान वेंकटनाथार्य कवितार्किकेसरी वेदाताचार्यवर्ज्योमे सन्नीधत्ता सदा हृदय टुडे द टॉपिक आई हेव चोसन इज प्रपत्ति एज द नेम इट्स सजस्ट इट इज एन ईजी वे टू फाइंड वन विद दि परमात्मा ई हेव चोसन द वर्क न्यास विंशति विच इज रिटन बै स्वामी वेदातेशिका एंड विद दि इनपुट्स लेटस् फाइंड वाट इज रिवील इन द टेक्स्ट so this is the outline of uh, the vishesh uh, data system in which it says lord shriman narayana is the purushottama and uh, he is the prapya and prapaka okay he is the one to be attained and he shows us the way to reach him that's why he is called the shariri or the seshi the all other chit and achit they constitute his sharira or they can also be addressed are identified as sesha and which leads to the inseparable connection of sharira shariri bhava or the sesha seshi bhava okay the connection of this sharira shariri it, it composes of three things okay uh, the connection composes of three things like uh, adheyatva niyamyatva and seshatva okay adhehatva is the uh, the if the shariri exists then the sharira will be exist in other way we can say the shariri uh, uh, if he ceases to exist then the sharira will also cease to exist the second is uh, niyamyatva the shariri controls the sharira or the sharira should act in accordance with the uh, rules and regulations or the order or it should obey the sharira and the last part is seshatva okay so the sharira it exists only for the pleasure of the sharira so here the sharira he not only supports and controls and the mere existence of the sharira is only for the pleasure of the sharira so if we understand this concept then we can easily find oneness with the paramatma we are all like the sharira of the paramatma Oh. Yeah. 
So here, uh, the mumukshu should uh, look for the means of attaining the oneness with the Paramatma. It is clearly stated by Bhagavan himself. He says that, Bhaktiya paramaya vapi prapatya va mahamate prapyoham nanyatha prapyaha mama kainkarya litsubihi. So here God gives us two options. The first one is not an ordinary bhakti. It is para bhakti or parama bhakti. And the second option is prapatti. Obviously, uh, there are so many uh, paths and uh, the first marga, bhakti marga, it involves a lot of uh, observances. The bhakti should be a continuous one, like the taila dhara. When we pour the taila, it will, because of its viscosity, the flow will be a continuous one. Like that, our contemplation on God should also be like that on uh, throughout the day, 24 hours, uh, 24 into 7, throughout uh, our lifetime. If uh, there is any breakage in that contemplation over God, that becomes a hindrance in the Bhakti Marga. Whereas in Prapati Marga, it is a total surrender unto the lotus feet of Lord, unconditional surrender. <coughs> that is being explained by Vedanta Desika in his uh, Nyasa Vimshati, according to which uh, in the first marga, the bhakti marga, which is also popularly known as the Markata Kishora Nyaya. See here, the total responsibility is with the baby monkey. Whenever uh, he wants to move to one branch from another branch, it cannot jump. Whereas, if he catches hold of its mother, it can safely reach the other branch. But here, if the baby monkey loses its grip, then the mother cannot come to its rescue. So the total responsibility lies with the hands of the baby monkey. Similarly, a person who is attempting in bhakti marga, he has to practice on his own. Of course, the God will lead him, but he has to take a firm grip on the God. Whereas in the second occasion, that is a prapati marga, here the responsibility or the duty of the kitten is virtually nothing. It has to simply mew, that's all. The mother cat will take care of the entire thing and it will carry the cub with a firm grip. At the same time, it will also see to it that the kitten is uh, not injured. So the mother will carry the cub in a secured manner and will take the kitten to a safe place. So this is the advantage available in the Prapati Marga. Now for this prapati, the mumukshu should have some qualification. The first one is akinchanyam and the second one is ananyagatitum. The akinchanyam is nothing but the feeling that uh, we should not have any ego at all. We should feel that uh, a sort of destituteness which may result either due to uh, one's lack of mental and physical strength to adopt the bhakti yoga or lack of requisite knowledge of the shastras or uh, inability to put up with the delay in attaining moksha. Some people, they, uh, they cannot bear the separation from the Paramatma. They want to become one with Paramatma as soon as possible. This we can uh, understand from the uh, incident of uh, Jaya and Vijaya, who were the two Dwarapalakas, when they were given the curse. They were given the curse to be separated from uh, Lord Narayana. At the time, they were given two options. They have to be born on this uh, mortal world. They have to be uh, the greatest devotee of Lord for seven births or they may be the greatest enemy of Lord for three births. When this option is given, they chose, they wanted to be the enemy of uh, Bhagavan so that the number of births they take is less. 
so that they can reach Paramatma again quickly. So they chose to be the Virodhi or the enemy of Paramatma. They took avatars like, they took birth like Hiranya Hiranyaksha, Ravana Kumbhakarna and Shishipala Dantavakra. Later they were united with the Paramatma. So the means may be shocking to us, but the Twara is there. When Artha, he wants to get united with Paramatma so quickly, again, Prapati Marga is the suitable one. The second one is Ananya Gatitum. Here, the Mumukshu, he should seek only Narayana as the refuge and he should not deviate from his fruit of that Prapati. Maybe he can get some other fruit out of this Prapati, but his ultimate aim should be towards the Moksha. And this uh, Sharanagati has got uh, six limbs. They are like this. Anukulyasya Sankalpaha, Pratikulyasya Varjanam, Rakshishyasthiti Vishwasaha, Goptrutva Varanam Tatha, Atmanikshepa Karinye, Shadvidha Sharanagatihi. The first one is Anukulya Sankalpa. This is the determination to perform the acts which will please the Divya Dampati, which will please Lord Narayana. So uh, the Vedas and Shastras were the words of Lord Narayana. So, uh, Doing all the duties as per the Vedic injunction is nothing but Anukulyasya Sankalpaha. The second one is Pratikulyasya Varjanam. The first point talks about the do's. The second one talks about the don'ts. The things we should not do, which may cause displeasure to Lord Narayana, we have to avoid such actions. The third one is Mahavishwasam. We should have that Vishwasa. You know, that uh, intense faith in God, that he will definitely save me. That sort of Mahavishwa one has to develop in his mind. And the fourth one is Goptrutva Varanam. And we have to select. Varanam means uh, selecting. We have to seek, we have to pray, we have to beg Lord Narayana, please, you save me, like uh, offer protection to me. That is the fourth point. And the uh, fifth point is Karpani. This is a, a feeling of utter helplessness. One should cry. One has to admit all his uh, faults and he has to seek the pardon of Lord Narayana. And the last part comes uh, the Atmanikshepa, that is self-surrender, surrendering ourselves. It involves of uh, three kinds of uh, surrender. The first one is uh, karmat, uh, Kartutva Tyaga. Mumukshu uh, should not feel that I performed the Sharanagati. If, we, uh, if he feels like that, then the Kartutva is there. So we have to even give up the Kartrutva. That is why before uh, performing any action, we do the sankalpa, the sattvika uh, tyaga we perform. Bhagavaneva soniyamya, like that. Sopreeta ye karitavan or karayati, like that. So that complete surrender. The second one is mamatva tyaga. That uh, mamata should not be there. And the last one is phalatyaga. By performing this saranagati also, there is a phala involved in it. And the mumukshu should even... Uh, give up that uh, phala and it should be uh, left to the ultimate grace of Lord Vishnu. Okay. And with the uh, <coughs> and all these points are uh, beautifully summed up in a beautiful verse in Tamil. Ninnarulang gadiyindi matrinrilen nilungalam pedisayde nilaykadindeen unnarulu kinidana nilayugande unsarane saraninnam tunivu poondeen Manirulai Nindra Nele Yanakatirti Vanavardam Vachitara Varite Nunai Innarudal Ini Yanakor Baram Yetramal Yen Tirumal Yenai Arakalam Kul Yenai Niye. And uh, with this verse, he sums up all the uh, tenets of this uh, 
nuances of saranagati and he also gives us the confirmation that swabhishta kale vishati bhagavataha padamole prapannaha so the person may choose even the time of uh, reaching the lord uh, getting oneness with the god so th these are the important salient features which are discussed in nyasa vimshati and i thank you each and everyone for your patient hearing kavitarkika simmaya kalyana gurushalane srimate venkateshaya vedanta gurave namaha धन्यवादः आचार्येभ्यः क्वेश्चन इज देयर वन क्वेश्चन इज देयर बट द टॉपिक इज शरणागति सो द आंसर विल आल्सो बी शरणागति यू सेड दैट देयर आर सिक्स स्टेजेस ऑफ शरणागति श्योर आर दे बीइंग फॉलोड इन ऑर्डर और शरणागति कैन हैपन यू नो द ऑर्डर मस्ट बी देयर ஒன்லி like shankara vedanta it does it, it also does not have any krama okay yeah yeah that is what i wanted to clarify yeah, yeah. because it was put in step by step yeah. tailored towards believers yeah so it's very easy for a believer to fall into this pattern of prapati and sharanagati is it possible to include atheists or agnostics agnostics in this concept yeah there are uh, two methods uh, advocated by ramanujacharya for this Uh, even for this prapatti one should not uh, straight away go to lord and do the prapatti that is why the concept called purusha karatva is highlighted in vaishnavism so for that the grace of the guru is very very important a person should first seek uh, the advice of a sadguru only with the grace of the sadguru all the knowledge will come to him that is point number 1 point number 2 even uh, the lord he shows his uh, immense uh, mercy on all the beings so he is present in the form of archavatara in all the temples even there he gives a clue you surrender to my feet with his uh, uh, varada hasta so by showing his divya mangala vigraha he attracts each and every jeeva towards him with that he uh, gives the uh, what do you call the phalam of sharanagati so even though if a person is an atheist if he seeks a guru or if he goes uh, he develops a such sort of a visiting temple and uh, uh, having the anubhava nama sankirtana all these things he he can be part of that it it, it, it takes a uh, time for him it's all matter of time thank that's you that's why the importance of the presence of a guru thank you very much sir now i would like to call dr gopal deshikan ji who is faculty in chinmay vishwavidyapeeth please so my topic is the purvottara meevamsa yoga aikya shastram the topic itself is that we all know that the vedanta system itself is considered as a uttara meevamsa uh, so there is another system called purva meevamsa so that is also it talks about the karma where in uttara meevamsa we you, we discuss about the brahma so now i uh, in according to the vishita vedanta vedanta we consider as both the purva mimamsa and uttara mimamsa are considered as a single sect not a different different philosophy both come under the same philosophy so i will go with some uh, what is the pramanam so we 
ಶ್ರೀಭಾಷ್ಯಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಬಟ್ ದಿಸ್ actually opened up many kinds of uh, questions so i will list out the questions and then we will see what uh, what how the vishtadvaitin responds to these questions so the first one is that athato dharma jignasa from the starting of athato dharma jignasa till the anavarti shabda and anavarti shabda it is completely a single mimamsa philosophy so then this will open up many uh, questions so these are all the five important 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 7 important questions uh, which uh, we have uh, been directed against the vishta vedin so what are this is obvious vichara bheda the discussion uh, in the pura mimamsa you discuss about the karma in the uttar mimamsa you talk about the brahman completely different two things kartra bheda pura mimamsa has been ascribed to uh, jaimini uttar mimamsa has been ascribed to vedavyasa and then vishaya bheda it talks about the karma and the phalam of the karma and then here it talks about the brahma about the moksha maybe the vishaya the phalam is also different prayojanam uh, especially the uh, prayojanam prayojanam is is here the prayojanam is only swargadi alpa phalam uh, in uh, vedanta it is brahma phalam completely different adhikari bheda there who wants to know about the karma wants to know get get the uh, dharma phalam then they they can go for that and who wants the moksha has to go for uh, uh, vedanta so in anupayoga anupayoga is also is that what is the need for a mumukshu to go go and study the mimamsa pura mimamsa and what is the need for a pura mimamsa uh, who wants to know about the karma to read about the uh, brahman and then paraspara artha virodha even badarayana in his advaita vedanta himself condemns uh, jaimini in many places and then if there are only one shastra then how can it become uh, how this condemnation of jaimini can happen so this is so by these things so they are uh, uh, saying that how two mimamsa which is completely different in all these aspects can become one so now we see the uh, each and every so these are all the easily understandable what i have uh, said there is in the written in the simple sanskrit so this is vishaya uh, bheda so dharma swarupam pratipadyam in that vishaya is dharma and here the vishaya is the brahman and same way prayojanam all these things so now so we come to the samadhanam so what are the samadhanam given by this the first one is the vichar bheda the discussion is something different but actually uh, the vishtadhyayin says like that, swadhyayo adhyatavya this is the first vidhi which we get from the veda that you have to do the adhyayana adhyayana means what the entire veda only it is not restricted to only karma kanda or jnana kanda because it does not the vidhi does not says that means the vidhi means the injection injection does not say you have to study only karma kanda or jnana kanda it says you have to study your uh, prescribed the veda bhaga that means it includes everything so from that we can say that the vichara is about the entire uh, 
Veda Bhaga. So that includes both Karmakanda and Jnanakanda. So Mimamsa, it is nothing but Poojita Vichara. The Vichara about the Vedartha. So then, who wants to initiate, the person who initiates to understand what is told in the Veda has, uh, has the Samanya uh, Jignasa, that is that what are the things told in the Vedas. So then he initiates himself into this Mimamsa Shastra. And then, the both important thing, you have said it talks about the Dharma and the other one talks about the Brahman. But if you see there, there is a commonality between these two things. What is the commonality between these two things? Both are only known through Shruti. There is no other pramanam to explain what is dharma and there is no other pramanam to explain what is brahman. So th these two are the two things which actually has been pre prescribed by the Vedas only which you have to know through the Vedas. So you can easily correlate, there is a similarity between these two. There is a oneness that they are the only thing, they are the things which can be identified through only shruti. So this is, so that for this also one can initiate Third one. Then there is another question put forth. Put forth by uh, uh, there is another question was there. Binna Kartagyoho. It has been written by someone. This has been written by someone. How two different people uh, talk about the same thing? Then we have also many things that many two peoples can also do a single thing. Many granthas are at attributed. Single grantha can be attributed to many people. For example, Kashika Vritti. The Kashika has been written by two people, Vamana and Jayaditya. But still, you consider as a single grantha. And the great example is Kadambari. Kadambari has been written by both Banabhatta and his son. But still, two karta is there, but still there is, the attribution, attribution is to the single text. Yeah, generally, yes. There are many texts available. It is not that, many people can also form a single uh, uh, thing. And then, uh, and also, there is another, uh, in Purana, you can also see that Jaimini is just, is a disciple of uh, Bhagavan Vyasa. So they might have an understanding that, uh, uh, you can do the karma vichara and I will do the brahma vichara. So like that it is, it is also possible. So you can say that, that, that is not a prayajaka. And then paraspara yogi. So this is the important thing. So uh, most of the case what happens is that why uh, um, Purva Mivamsa is not applicable to the Uttar Mivamsa because Purva Mivamsa talks about the karma and it lists out so many nyayas. Each and every Adhikarana talks about the Nyaya, but they, all the Nyayas are not applicable in the Uttar Mimamsa, that means in the Vedanta. Then how can, if these the things which have been said in the Pura Mimamsa is not, cannot be, comes uh, applicable in the Uttar Mimamsa. Just I will finish. So then they say that there are some things, uh, uh, the Nyayas can be applicable. What are all the Adhyayas, the Nyayas of the each and Adhyayas can be attributed in each and actually maybe in the Gunoba Samhara Pada in the Tritiya Adhyaya most of the things have been used and I have listed out what are all the uh, pramanas which we can use in this thing. And then the foremost question, the only one question, I will give the answer of for this question and I will stop. So the Atishaya Purusharsa Prapti. So there is, normally, if in other Vedanta, what they say that you, you, uh, you initiate yourself in the Vedanta because uh, Atishaya Purusharsa Prapti. You know that everything is, uh, whatever is achieved through a Kriya cannot uh, give a sustainable phalam, but uh, so that that is the logic. So then you initiate yourself. This karma is not required. So then you have to go for something which is which you have to know which gives the ultimate uh, the nirathishya phalam, the ultimate moksha. So then by having this kind of a logic, one can initiate the, uh, uh, himself into a Vedanta directly into the Vedantic studies. So why what is the need to study the karma? 
karma mimamsa, pura mimamsa. So then the, the answer is that even to know that this karma uh, mimamsa is very much required to know that the karma is, uh, cannot give that much kind of a problem. Why? Because there are some verses, akshayyam havai chaturmasya yajanaha, apama soma mamutama, even karma gives you moksha, like that words are there. So without analyzing, without knowing what is the intended meaning of that karma, people may get carried away by that, uh, even this karma can give me the moksha and get into the uh, tank. So to avoid that, so first you know what is the karma surupa, then you can initiate, then after that, uh, you can initiate yourself in the uh, Brahma Jnana, uh, in the Brahma Vichara, because according to the Vishishta Vedanta, the karma is nothing but not the dharma which we say, it is a Bhagavat Preeti. So then, once you know that these are all the, uh, that means the things which you do, so that Bhagavan become um, satisfied with you and give you the phalam. Uh, and then, after that, you can also analyze that, oh, if, if the Bhagavan himself is so much powerful to give this kind of a phalam, then how he will be? Then the automatically you will get the initiation of uh, knowing the Brahman. And if you, uh, I will finish in one minute. So if you uh, 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 relate the three, uh, both the Mivamsa, uh, in Puru Mivamsa, actually in the, norm, in the modern times, we are studying about the 12 Adhyayas of the Puru Mivamsa. But there is four another Adhyaya which is called the Sankarsana Kanda. In that Sankarsana Kanda, the Jaimini also, it, it is also attributed to the Jaimini only. So it is not a Dvadasha Lakshani, it is Swadasha Lakshani. The 16 Adhyayas of Purunyamsa. So in that till 12th Adhyaya, Karma Swarupa, the, the Swarupa of Karma has been uh, taught, uh, has been described. But after that, it talks about the Phala Data. That means the Devata who is giving that Phala. And then it says, in the last, it ends with Tad Brahma, uh, uh, Tad it used the word Brahman, ends with the Brahman, the word with Brahman. And then, Athato Brahmajignasa. If you relate that, then you get the continuity also. Because of the tradition is not followed, we miss that, that four kanda. That's why we think this is different and this is different. So, by this, so there is nothing uh, different between uh, the uh, two Vedanta. And then, one small question. I am sorry, I am taking time. Then why Shankara hasn't uh, used this? Why Shankara Acharya has not, uh, uh, why he doesn't merge the two Vedanta? I think of one thing. Uh, the thing is that, uh, when, when a person is initiating in the Advaita Vedanta, in the Bhashya itself, in the first Bhashya itself, the, uh, everything is Mithya, that means there is only one thing should be Satyam, other thing cannot be uh, Mithya. If you take the Purumiyamsa, it talks about the karma and it, the satyatum of the karma, then it will make you to think about the Dvaita. Okay, so then your initiation cannot happen because once the Dvaita, dvaita happens, then if you take the continuity with the Uttaramiyamsa, then you cannot say you are, you are going to reject Dvaita. Because Purumiyamsa talks about uh, Dvitvam and Uttaramiyamsa is condemning that. Then your, your Grantha cannot have two contradictory views in a single thing. Uh, but uh, in Vishita Dvaita Vedantin's case, it is not a problem because the karma is part of the Parabrahma, which who gives through the karma, uh, who gives also the karma and also the moksha. So there is a continuity. But in Advaita Vedanta, so there is no need to uh, 
match them like this okay so this is one thing i took off thank you for the thank you very much shri jayakrishna ji dr jayakrishna ji who is one of the faculty members of chinmay vishwavidyapeetha i request him to present his paper namah parmatmane vishwani deva savitar durtani parasuva yad bhadrantanna asuva mama vishayah bhavati शब्दब्रह्मणोह एकुभव योगशास्त्र उपयोगी द वनस् इन वर्ड एंड गाड शब्द यहाँ मुखेन उच्चार्यमती सह अच्छर यर्तते ब्रह्म यदर्तते तयोह मध्ये एकत्वस्य अनुभवः यह वर्तते साधकगोचर युभव वर्तते तम अनुभव कर्म योगशास्त्र कथम उपकोति विषय आदाय अघवेन प्रस्तौमी तत् सारत प्रस्तौमी त्र शब्रह्मन व्यवहते वैयाकरण परंतु शब्द से का कॉटि ब्रह्मन व्यवहते चेत ध्वनिप यहाँ श्रूयम अस्त वैखरी अवाप्य किं तद्रह्म भजते वथवा तस्पादक कशन अन्य अथवा अनकिंचन तस्पादक तत्व यदर्तते तुर्धा वाक् अस्मत्सु पिकल्यते अस्मकते तच चातुर्विध्यम यदर्तते तदीमेंश्यती मध्यमा वैखरी चतुर्धा विभज्यते तरीरे अतुर्विधायाचा स्थान विभाग कर्तते यहाँवाकती मूलाधारस्थ पवन संस्कारी भूता मूलाधारस्थ शब्द्रह्मा स्पंदशून्य बिंदुपिणी च परावागिच्यते वाक्यपदीयादीना ग्रंथान अंबाकर्तृव्याख्या ग्रंथान व्याख्याभूता सारपूर्वक तम अंश मंजूषाग्रंथे द्रष्टुम शक्म तगेशन एवं चतुर्षु स्थलेशु वाच विभाग कर्तते शब्द वर्तते मुखेन अस्म उच्चार्यमाण वर्तते तस्य तो सरलतया अस्माक अभव जायते अभी च किंचित सह कंठदेशा अथवा हृदेशा ऊर्धु प्रति आयाति अभव परंतु इतोपि अंत यख्य आंतर शब्द वर्तते तस्ते कथयति शब्द्रह्मा स्पंदशून्य साक वर्तते नम किंचन चेतन तत्व अस्मत्सु यदर्तते यमन अंशभूत वर्तते कसियाचित स्थित परमात्मना सह एकीकारम अवाप्य तब्दमी प्राप्नोति अद्वैतत्व प्राप्नोति अतः तादृश अद्वैतत्व पुरस्कृत वैयाकरण उच्यते शब्द शब्द ब्रह्म अनादिद्रह्म शब्दतत्व यदक्षर विवर्तते अर्थभाव प्रक्रिया जगत यच्यते दाशिनीक व्याकरण दाशिनीक त्र वैयाकरण अस्य शब्द ब्रह्मण अनुभवाय 
यद्यपि शास्त्रोक्तः विषयः एकः अस्ति शास्त्रं पठामः विधानं सर्वविधमपि पठामः परन्तु इतोपि तस्य प्रायोगिकपक्षे अस्माभिः कथम् अनुभवः कर्तुं शक्यते इति चेत् तत्र योगशास्त्रस्य यदि किञ्चिद् अस्माभिः अनुसरणं क्रियते आलम्बनं क्रियते योगदर्शनस्य विशिष्य तर्हि वयम् अनयोः मध्ये एकत्वस्य अनुभवं कृत्वा इतोपि स्फुटतया एतस्य विषयस्य अनुभवं कर्तुं शक्नुमः यत् शब्दः कथं ब्रह्म भवति अथवा शब्दः एव कथं ब्रह्म अस्ति इति तत्र शरीरे यथा मया चतुर्धा तत्र उक्ताः एव विभागाः तत्र सर्वस्मात् अधः यद् अस्ति भवन्तः तत्र दृष्टुं शक्नुवन्ति मूलाधारस्थः शब्दब्रह्म मूलाधारस्थः तस्य एव संस्थानस्य अथवा तस्य एव स्थल विशेषस्य केनचिद् नादविशेषेन विशेषेन यदि आंदोलनम् कृतम् भवति तदा तद् तन् नादविशेषं स्पंदविशेषञ्च अनुभूयमानः साधकः इतोपि तत्र शब्दस्य उत्पत्तेः आरभ्य तस्य परिचयम् यावत्सह तत्र अवगमनम् कृत्वा कथं ब्रह्मणः सह सायुज्यम् भवति इति अनुभवम् कर्तुं शक्नोति तत्र उक्तमपि यत् नादैः आहितबीजायाम् अन्त्येन ध्वनिनासः आवृत्तपरिपाकायाम् बुद्धौ शब्दः अवधार्यते नाम शब्दः यदि बुद्धौ अवधारणीयः सम्यक्तया तस्य स्वरूपं यदि ज्ञातव्यं तर्हि नादविशेषस्य तत्र आलम्बनं स्वीकर्तव्यं वर्तते तदर्थं तत्र योगाभ्यासस्य कः पक्षः अस्माभिः आश्रयणीयः आदौ इति चेत् बहिरंगयोगपक्षः कश्चन वर्तते यमादारभ्य अष्टांगयोगे यमादारभ्य प्रत्याहारान्तः बहिरंगयोगः तत्र उक्तः वर्तते तत्र साधकेन नितान्तमेव शब्दब्रह्मणः यदि परिचयः प्राप्तव्यः त्रिपञ्चविधः यः नियमः पञ्चविधः यः नियमः ततः अग्रे आसनादिक्रमः प्राणायामादिक्रमः यः उक्तः अस्ति सः यथावत् प्रापणीयः प्राप्तव्यः एव वर्तते ततः परं सः या कल्पना अस्माभिः कृता नाम शास्त्रेषु यद् उक्तं यत् मूलाधारस्था मूलाधारस्थः सह आंतरः स्फोटः यह अस्ति ततः एव ऊर्ध्वम् प्रतिशब्दसे ऊर्ध्वम् वैखरीम् यावत् एकं क्रमविशेषम् आदाये तस्य स्वरूपम् अवगच्छामः तर्हि अस्मिन् एव अष्टांगयोगे विशिष्यक एकः विधि ही यह वर्तते प्राणायामाख्यः विधि ही तत्रापि प्राणायामः विभिन्नः वर्तन्ते योगदर्शने एव चतुर्धा प्राणायामः उक्ताः वर्तन्ते विशिष्य कपालभाति प्राणायामः यह च हटयोग प्रदीपिकायाम संकीर्तितः वर्तते तस्य प्राणायामस्य अनुष्ठानेन वयम् सर्वादो अनुभवम् कुर्मः यत् तत् प्राणायाम करणसमये अस्माकं मूलाधार संस्थाने एव सर्वादो आगातः जायते आगातः यदा आंतरिक रूपेण कंपन विशेषा वाइब्रेशन यदु चेते नादस्य परिचय हज जायते सह साधक कह कर्तुम शक्नोति यदि अभ्यासम प्रतिदिनं करोति तत्तन्नादस्य आगमनम् उत्पत्ति ही कथम जायते तत्र कह मार्गः वर्तते अथवा तत्चेतन तत्त्व विशेषः कह अंतह यह वर्तते यह मई शब्दम् उत्पादयन् वर्तते अथवा अस्य वैखरी रूपस्य शब्दस्य पृष्ठे यह कष्टन वर्तते सह कथम अस्य संचालनम् कुरुवन् अस्ति एतस्य अनुभवाया सह कष्टन अनिर अनिर्वचनीय अनुभव इव भवति नादस्य साक्षात अंतकरणे अनुभवाय अपरोपि प्राणायामः तत्र हटयोग प्रतिबिका ग्रंथे उक्तः ब्राह्मरी प्राणायामः तत्र नादस्य एव विशिष्टा काचित प्रक्रिया अनुष्ठीयते अतः नादस्य सम्यक्तया परिचयः तेनापि संभवति 
ततश्च अपरः प्रकारः तत्र उक्तः योगदर्शने एव यत् तस्य वाचकः प्रणवः इति नादस्य परिचयं नादविशेषस्य परिचयम् अवाप्य पुनः तत्र दीर्घकालं यावत् परिणतिः परिणतिं कर्तुं प्रणवोच्चारणं नियमेन कर्तव्यं तस्य तस्य ब्रह्मणः अथवा ईश्वरस्य वाचकः वाचकरूपः यः शब्दः वर्तते ओम इति तस्य उच्चारणं नैरन्तर्येण कर्तव्यं तत्जपस्तदर्थभावनं तस्य जपं कुरुवता तस्य अर्थस्य विभावनं तेन कर्तव्यं तस्यामेव स्थितौ तस्यामेव च कोटौ कथं सः आन्तरः स्फोटः अथवा आन्तरिकं यत् तत्त्वम् अस्ति स्थूलभूतस्य ध्वनिरूपस्य शब्दस्य उत्पादकं यद्वर्तते तद् तस्यैव अंशत्वं भजते अद्वैतत्वञ्च भवते भजते इत्यस्य विषयस्य प्रतीतिं तत्र साधकः कर्तुं शक्नोति अयमेव अंशः तत्र वाक्यपदीयग्रंथे भी उक्तः अभी ओमेक्षर परब्रह्म व्याहरण मामस्मरणी गीतादीना ग्रंथना तदेश वर्तते अतः इतम वयम यदि योगशास्त्र आलंबन स्वीकृत शब्द सूक्ष्मतया परिचय यदि नाम योगशास्त्र से साहाय्यम यदि शब्द कथम ब्रह्म वर्तते अनादिधनम कारिकायां यहाँ आरंभ क्रीयते विषय से इतनी वह प्रायोगिकपक्षमुखेन अनुभव प्राप्त शक्मी कशन प्रयास अस्ति सूक्ष्मेण प्रत्यपाति महंत धन्यवाद अत्यंत हठयोगे निष्णाता सी बाबा रामदेव स्वामीना शिष्या सी साक्षा अत्यंत धन्यवाद इतपरम अनेम सत्र नौ फ्रम दिस् दिशन इज ओवर नौ वी कैन मूव टू दि अन्नक्षेत्र एंड हेव लंच एंड वी विल असेंबल एट टू ओ क्लॉक